Welcome to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. Each week on this program, Jeff and his guests share their expertise, personal anecdotes, and the latest industry news to keep you in the loop. Now to provide you with insight and help you navigate the consistently changing world of real estate lending, here is your host for The Mortgage Voice, Jeff Barton. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. Thanks very much for tuning into the show. You know, you can hear our show each and every week. We're on a number of different radio stations, both in Southern California. We have a couple of great stations, KCAA, KMET, in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And there's some uh, terrible news out of Albuquerque, New Mexico yesterday, uh, shooting of some Muslim men down there. Just terrible. But they have a suspect in co- in custody, so I think that's a good thing. Anytime we see tragedy happen, I don't care where it is or who it's to or against, it's just awful. I'm glad they found the person, but feel horrible for people who get involved with that kind of stuff, uh, obviously thinking about them. Um, okay, so back to KTAHO, KTHO. That's another station where we have uh, great reception, and we'll have some um, information from KTAHO area. Uh, from Julie Peisner, who will be on the show a little bit later, uh, tell us about what's going on in the real estate, both in the um, Tahoe area as well as all the way down in San Francisco, where she does a lot of work. Uh, we're in, uh, let's see, K-Mine Country in Albuquerque. I said that. And we're also at uh, KSHP in Las Vegas, Nevada, AM 1400. We're on Saturday, I believe, and Sunday down there. And if you do catch the show, thank you very much. We really appreciate it. The information you get here is trying to help you figure out what's going on both in the mortgage market, which is kind of what Malibu Funding, the company that sponsors this show, is all about. They provide mortgages first to people who are looking to either refinance or purchase. And those particular customers out there who listen to the show, uh, we really thank them as well. Uh, uh, What else have we got here? Okay, so... On one of the stations, people often ask me, what's going on with the show? How's it going? And uh, it's hard in the type of radio that this is in the five stations we're on to really understand who the audience is, who's listening. We get an idea just based on the feedback that we get from the show. But uh, some hard numbers from one of our stations, KCAA, Fred down there, who runs the station, has always been a really... uh, provider of great information to us. Uh, they, they push us on to seven or eight different podcasts, which we're happy to also be on, as well as provide us with the uh, downloads of the show. Uh, they have about 500 shows that they've done over the years, and they have an archive of them, plus all the current shows. And Malibu Funding uh, it usually appears in the top 40 of uh, those 150 most active shows. So we're really appreciative of the audiences that come to the show and looking for information. Obviously, at certain times of the year, like in March, April, May, what we call the spring buying season, the show gets a lot of uh, downloads per month, a 1,000. Now, that usually translates to about 5,000 people a week listening to the show off and on for a few minutes here and there, which is awesome. We love it. The information is fresh. We bring people to the show who can help you. As I said, account executives, people who are in the business a long time, uh, processors, loan officers, people who are real estate agents, appraisers, uh, title people we had on a couple of weeks ago. All of these are going to help you get educated. The only way to get the best in you know uh, possible deal out there is to be the most. Uh, educated person that you can possibly be. Now, we all are busy. I'm busy all the time. I just got back from a week on the east coast of the U.S. Like it back there, but, you know, 
nothing like Southern California. It's hot, but it's not humid, and that's a big deal. When you get back east, it is humid and it's hot, so I prefer this weather uh, so much more. Uh, there are a number of markets out there that uh, we do serve, and again, I appreciate it very much. Again, Jeff Barton, this is the Mortgage Voice. All right, so let's get into a couple of things that we call news to use, the news to use section. We usually come later in the show, but we're going to hit it off uh, at the top of the show this week, just because I think topically it's important to understand where we are. We're going to get some important data uh, information. Now, every, every month we come up with the inflation data. Last month it was at 9.1%. We're looking for that to cool a little bit. And there's always the, um, oh, but, you know, don't take this. When, when it was the other way around and inflation is skyrocketing, boy, it was like, oh, my God, the world is ending, and people, as we know it, are going to be swimming for their lives. Well, now we're going to see inflation come just the opposite way a little bit, and we're going to see descending prices. We're already seeing gas prices come down. We're seeing other types of commodity come down. We're going to see persistently high levels of certain things like food and fuel for a little bit. Uh, and that would be because the winter is coming on, and we're going to see the um, transfer of uh, gasoline, which has really been falling. And by the way, the U.S. has stopped driving. Anybody notice that out there? I'm driving around Los Angeles today. I would say there's 50% less cars than I saw before I went away on vacation. What happened? Somebody just said stop driving and everybody did or are they just getting ready to go back to school that may be the the issue here too all right let's get right into it six point um not six point five point three five for the 30-year fixed 4.79 for the 15-year 4.75 for fha 4.75 again for um the jumbo loan and 5.45 for the 5-1 arm 5-1 arm is really priced so that nobody's going to use it why because at 5.45 percent that's higher than the 30-year fixed so usually that 5-1 arm, because it's an arm product, is much less. But because there is some risk in doing that, obviously the investors, the people who look at these types of loans, don't want to do as many as they had been doing. So what they're doing is they're charging more in interest, and as a result, that particular loan is costing more, and fewer people will take that option. Uh, the two years at 3.286, the 30 years at 3.008. Okay, the dreaded. Inversion is happening and has been happening for the last two and a half, almost three weeks. What does that usually portend? It usually portends recession. Now, there are several things that we look for in the recession uh, world uh, when we're looking at what exactly calls for a recession, what exactly is a recession. The textbook de definition of recession, two straight quarters of negative growth. Now, we've achieved that, but since we haven't hit all the benchmarks of really what a typical recession would be, i.e., a lot of people getting fired, and that hasn't happened yet. Now, I, I, I do a lot of social media, uh, and you can follow me because I'm everywhere. However, in discussing on my personal Facebook page with a number of uh, people who are way more uh, suspect of government uh, information, saying that, okay, yeah, we're going to see this particular number go down, but or this particular number be the way it is. However, it's not including X, Y, and Z. And that would be, of course, the unemployment numbers. And that's why I say if, in fact, the unemployment numbers were, were uh, higher um, and more people were getting fired, you could say, okay, uh, categorically, we're in a recession, but that's not happening. So these people who are naysayers 
point to the fact that the government statistics office that comes out with this information really is a lagging indicator, i.e., that the true nature of layoffs doesn't really hit the government statistics till two, three months afterwards. Well, that may be true, but that may not be true. And I always counter, well, is that also true during, you know, other administrations, because most of these people are very political. I try not to be political just simply because I think it's a waste of time when you're talking about how am I going to get my best mortgage? What is the best mortgage rate? How am I going to get people to accept my offer? Uh, one of the good things about this particular market, however, is that more houses are on the market today than they were last year at this time. If we're looking at some of the, um, uh, let's see, let, let me just uh, go through my notes here to make sure I have it correct. Okay, so yes, a uh, uh, market like uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, for instance, so Las Vegas, Nevada last year had about 3,500 houses for sale in the month of July. This year, it's doubled. It's about 7,500, a uh, little over 7,500 properties available on the market. Now, that is saying something in a market that was considered one of the hottest in the countries. They had actually a median price in Las Vegas of about 500 not 500 $435,000 um, for a median home price. And it wasn't five years ago that that price was in the 200000 range. So you can see that because of the hot market and the way prices had been going, uh, if we get an influx of more houses, i.e. double than that that we had last year, probably going to see the prices come down. And that's what we're all looking forward to, especially in a market like Las Vegas, where many transplanted people love to go because why? It's still at $400,000 cheap for a lot of people people moving from California or Arizona or some of the other states that have a lot of equity in their home. And that's really what's driven that market this particular cycle. But we will see more houses on the market. We will see prices decline. We will see mortgage interest rates settle in. Uh, as, as you all know, about a month and a half ago, we had interest rates at about 6.2% for a 30-year fixed. They're now 5.35. So this is Jeff Barton. Thanks very much for tuning in. We'll see you next not next time. We'll see you in about five minutes uh, after a break from our sponsors. Thanks very much. You're listening to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton. We'll be right back with more in just a moment. For more information on today's topic, email Jeff Barton at info at malibufunding.net. Now, back to The Mortgage Voice with your host, Jeff Barton. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. Thank you very much for tuning in to the show. You know, if you want to see this show, hear this show, a couple places you can go. We are on a number of different podcasts. Daryl, do you have a list of those podcasts? I don't. Yeah, sure do, Jeff. It's Thank over, you. It's over here on the side today. <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, iHeartMedia, Radio.com, YouTube, and PodClips.io. Pod of course, TheMortgageVoice.com. Excellent. Pod Podclips.io. That's a great place that you can go. There's tons of different podcasts there, lifestyle, sports, uh, certainly in the finance, health, all kinds of good things. Go Podclips.io. Also, YouTube, Jeff Barton, The Mortgage Voice. We are on hundreds of shows there, and we, we are really uh, pushing to try to get people to come there. Why? Because seeing it, hearing it, seeing an archive, and the way things have been going over the last year, year and a half, two years, you get a perspective on how you can better benefit by getting a little bit of a jump by knowing the history. So that's YouTube, Jeff Barton, The Mortgage Voice. You can go there, see and catch anything on this show and future shows to come. Okay, so thanks again. I'm Jeff Barton. This is The Mortgage Voice. Maggie Miller joins us from North Carolina once again. She is a wonderful loan officer, friend, worker for Malibu Funding. Ben, have known her probably 10 years plus. Now, Maggie, how are you? I'm good. 
Things are good? Things are great, Jeff. Okay, excellent. All right, tell me a little bit about what's happening uh, in your business. Uh, we've seen a downturn in a lot of the markets across the country, and certainly your California people that um, uh, that know you, go to you, need you for loans. Uh, what are they looking for, especially with a rising rate market and uh, inflationary cycle we're in? Um, well, actually, right now I've got a, a several deals going, and you know there's uh, only one refi actually, but that's just because of the type of uh, loan it is from a uh, from a, a, a from what from what it is is a trust right now, and we're already in the trust, so I'm going to I'm turning it into refi. It's cheaper for them, but with purchases, you know, I'm finding that people are are jumping a little bit. I've got several purchases going where they're you know, in California, and then a couple here going in North Carolina, and I'm at the, the, it really hasn't slowed down in North Carolina. Um, they're still feeling uh, the effects of the competition, shall I say. Um, uh -huh. It has not really hit, hit here, really, honestly. I think, obviously, because prices are so much cheaper, you can get a lot more for your money. Um, so it's still popping here, a lot of building going on here, a lot of new places going up, um, getting more crowded. Um, and and in and in California, what I'm finding with the loans that I'm doing uh, for their purchases is, is mainly because they've seen the prices come down. Right. They're not worried so much with the rates being higher. As I explained to them, wouldn't you rather have a cheaper home and buy not at the top 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 of the market and get in decent price, even though you will have a higher rate? You know, next year possibly we can get you out of that higher rate. But get, take advantage of some of the prices that have dropped 50, in some cases, in some areas, 100 grand on a home that they were looking at last year. So uh, that is what's helping me with my purchases currently. Yeah, I think that what you're saying is right. I think that the, the offset to a lot of this rising interest rates, and by the way, we had 6.2% interest rates on a 30-year fixed uh, six weeks ago. It's now at about 5.35. So really, it's less than 2% more than it was in January, which really, you know, if you're thinking about it, it's $100 per percentage point on every $100,000. So if you're buying a $400,000 house or a $500,000 house, it's another four or 500 a month. Now, that may kill a lot of deals, but it's not as bad as it was. And I also think that what you're going to see is prices continue to fall. And once we get either a recession or some indication as where the economy is going, we may see a reduction in rates again sooner than later. I absolutely agree. And like I'm telling clients now, they're like, oh, the rates are high. And I said, no, you know, quite honestly, I'm offering out there the low to mid buys. Right. And, and and what I'm finding is clients are originally think they're going to put 5 or 10% down, but in order to keep that payment down and avoid PMI, they're putting that 20% down. They're scraping that together so they can avoid that and, and do some savings. But what I do believe we are creating, and, and as the market always does this, um, first of all, uh, before those clients that, and this particular one client I'm speaking of, was going to buy you last year, but the properties were just, in their opinion, they were just too high priced. So now it's there's less competition per se. There's not like you know them being you know shut down because they only have ten percent. Right. Well, now you know. So in my opinion, the customers are not really afraid so much of the rates because when you really think about it, when you look back in the years, the rates were much much higher. Right. People were still doing stuff, 
it's just all in the, in my opinion, it's all in how you get to the client and how you speak to them and how you talk to them and making them realize that, hey, these rates really aren't that bad from back in, you know, 80s or whatever. Um, and your prices are good. So I do believe what we're creating later on down the line, Jeff, is possibly a refi boom again, maybe late right. next year. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think that's what we're creating. But we're also getting customers in that have a chance, that have the less down, but they actually are getting looked at now. Yeah, no, all that is true. I think what happens always is when we have a recession and the, the economy needs stimulation, we need, you know, yeah. usually the Fed cuts their rates, which is, of course, not directly affecting mortgage rates, but in turn, right. the bond yields go down, and so the rates go down. And that always is the way it seems to work in a recessionary cycle, which means real estate, once again, mortgages, leads the way out of any recession, if in fact we are in a recession, which I think we are. But mm-hmm. that's usually, and it usually comes 18 months, eh, 24, 18 to 24 months after the, the uh Start of the recession, which I believe started, uh, you know, just recently at the uh, start of Q3. And, and if you notice, too, the lenders start getting a little bit more creative and they start bringing back programs that you would never think of last year right. uh, or the year before. Uh, so they're bringing back programs that are a little bit more advantageous, you know, for, for uh, some of the consumers out there. But like my husband, who works for a... Uh, a big company, you know, bank and stuff, and yep. they're really, really busy. But, you know, it's one of those things where, for me, I um, recently uh, have had several purchases come my way and working on and submitting that are, they're not really necessary, but they realize that the prices, they have a chance instead of bidding war up against 30 other people. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, it's a little bit calmer now, even though the rates have gone up. They're still within decent range. And, yes, they are in the lower five for the consumer. I mean, I'm offering five and a quarter, five and three-eighths. That's good. You know, on something like a 30-year fix. Yeah, I mean, I'll make less, but to make a deal, I'll do it. Well, that's one of the advantages you have. I mean, you're a veteran, been around a long time, done hundreds of, not thousands of loans. So you understand not only the cycle of, of recession to uh, refinance boom, but you also understand the the psychology behind what a buyer needs and what they're looking for, and so you can really yep. give them great advice. Yep, and I had to take a hiatus, you know, for my illness, and yep. so with taking that hiatus, I noticed, which was a good thing, my realtors actually got a taste of uh, dealing with other people and really <laughs> were, were grateful that I remained alive. Yeah, no, <laughs> so that's... They got it taste of that of the service level and now they're like wow so they're back now and i'm in a better spot no that's great that's great and obviously we're very very happy to have you back on and your health is better and oh yeah no kidding i mean it's you were a staple of the show when we first started i don't know how many years ago but uh recently that you've had your own health scare and now that you seem to be back it's great because not only didn't you know we get a friend back but People also get a great loan officer who can give you not only the benefit of the experience, but also help guide you. I mean, sometimes that's yep. really what you need, and that's what you bring to the customers. Yeah, I'm not that greedy. I right. would rather have, over the years, I, I, I like the longevity. This, you know, um, People know me and know they trust me. They know that I'm going to get the deal done and you know, at, at, at a, a reasonable price, and they can come... You know, I always go in knowing that they can, they're going to shop me. 
Yeah. Go ahead, shock yep. me. Yep. Um, because I I won't be looking. I don't want to look like I'm an idiot because I I'm trying to gouge them. So I I I don't price myself that way. I'd rather make something than nothing and create a deal for all of our team. Right. Exactly. Maggie, we're up against it. Could you shout out a way by people who are listening to the show, and there are a lot of them, can get a hold of you. You're a terrific person, great LO. Uh, how do they get in touch with you? Uh, they can reach me at area code 805-527-5877. Excellent. Thank you very much. Maggie, appreciate you coming on the show. You're welcome. Thank you very right. much. You have a great day. You too. That's uh, Maggie okay. Miller. Um, I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton. We'll be right back with more in just a moment. For more information on today's topic, email Jeff Barton at info at malibufunding.net. Now, back to The Mortgage Voice with your host, Jeff Barton. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. Thanks very much for tuning in to the show. You know, if you want to see me and see the guests, go to Jeff Barton, The Mortgage Voice on YouTube. Check that you like what you see, that you want to join up. We have notifications about what happens on YouTube every each and every week. We do this show. Also, I do a, um, a five-minute, really, it's called the Mortgage Minute, but it's really about five minutes uh, on, uh, let's see, what do we do it on? We do it on Facebook. We do it on LinkedIn. We do it on Instagram. I think I've even added some Twitter now. So if you need more information, which who doesn't need more information, especially about an, in, in an environment that changes all the time, and it really has been changing. Are we in a recession? We're not in a recession. Anyway, YouTube, Jeff Barton, The Mortgage Voice. Go to YouTube. That's where I'll be. Thanks very much for joining me. Again, this is Jeff Barton, The Mortgage Voice. Okay, so we bring to, the, to uh, this show all the time great people, uh, and we'd like to spread it out from the different areas that we um, – uh, broadcast to, and one of the areas is up in the San Francisco area, and, and Julie Peisner, who works for Sotheby's Realty, has been kind enough to join us for years, and now she joins us again. Give us a little bit of an update of what's happening up in the Bay Area. Julie, how are you? I am well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Talking off air, you were saying how kids are back in school, and you know that uh, whole COVID two-year thing seems to be in the rearview mirror. Are you, are you finding? Well, I, I, I feel like we're on the back nine. <laughs> right. Okay. Very good. All right. Nice golf analogy. Yes. And uh, and I'm a terrible golfer, so that's fine. That's yeah. Well, you know, or let's say Q3. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. Exactly. Q3 is even well. Okay. So, given that all that's in the rearview mirror and life has sort of returned to a a more normal or normal see of what we've had in the past. What's yeah. real estate like there since we've had obviously rates rise in the mortgage market and we've also had inflation be, you know, nine, ten percent. Right, right. Exactly. All those things, you know, I and and, you know, how many years of, you know, just an upward trajectory. Right. Um we have all been kind of anticipating some sort of slowdown or, right. you know, recession or whatever you want to call it. Um, COVID has definitely obviously put a rent in everybody's kind of forecast, right. but it is more back to a pre-COVID type of environment where, you know, my kids start school, they go back to school next week, woohoo, right. um, and Many, many people that I know, clients, friends, and the like, 
are back at the office at least on a part-time basis. Okay. I know that, uh, you know, many of the tech firms are slowing down the hiring process, and, you know, so that's affecting the economy and obviously mortgage rates. I think San Francisco is still a very unique place, and so whereas in other markets you tend to see everything is sort of similar in that, like, oh, okay, prices are here, prices are going there, what have you, it's still all over the map here. Okay. And it really depends on the market segment that you are looking in and, you know, buying or selling in. I'll give you a couple of examples. Okay. I I feel like the market in the like the entry level market, which here is, you know, a million and under, like right. you can't really get anything for less than seven fifty. Right. Um, that market has slowed down, especially the condo market. Um, because I think entry-level buyers are just a little more hesitant. The next level is, you know, a million to two, and that condo market is much slower. The single-family home market is still moving, you know, at a rapid pace. If you okay. could find a single-family home. Right. Oh, no, that's a good know, point. Like, right? Like, if you can find a nice single-family home in the 152 range, those are still going pretty quickly. The condo market has definitely slowed down. I think people are getting squeezed as far as rates are concerned because they're still putting large down payments down. And so, you know, the affordability of those have have maybe gone down a little bit. Once you jump up to the higher priced market, like anything three, four, especially five million and up, there's real, like they don't care about interest rates. Most right. of them in my experience, are cash buyers. Yep. And yep. so that part of the market is still moving pretty quickly. Like single-family homes are still going in a week or two. And I think they're seeing, like, you know, at that level, you still are like, well, you know, I'm getting this house for $5 million. Six months, eight months ago, I would have got, I would have had to pay six. So for them, it's still kind of a relative bargain. Oh, I see. Um, so I think it's, it's it's that mid-range part of the market here, especially in condos, that has slowed down. Now, I was just talking to a, a lender yesterday, okay, and he was telling me, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but he can still get a jumbo for 4.75. Yep. That's and what it, the going rate is today, 4.75 for a jumbo. And yeah. that, that means you're an A-paper borrower and you've got money in the, in the game, obviously. Of course. Yeah. Of course. But I think the mindset is like, well, it's not two seven five anymore. So you know, right. like, rates are so pretty decent. I mean, I was working in real estate when rates were right. well over six percent. So, um, but it's just that's that's between that and just you know, kind of a general. We're still coming back from COVID and you know inflation and all that stuff. I think that's what's put the slowdown on the market. Two I still think it's a great time to buy. Yeah, two things I wanted to ask you, and I think it's a great time to buy right now. Uh, the median home price, I mean, you talked about the high end, the low end. Where, what's the sweet spot? And then the, the crime situation. I just left New York City last week where I mm. spent a good deal of time, and I talked to a number of real estate professionals who talked about 
the the crime is so rampant that it's really hurting real estate uh, commercial specifically, but also in the residential yeah. market. Do you see any of that correlations there in San Francisco? Yeah. I mean, that definitely depends. It's very neighborhood-specific. Right. You know, some parts of town are worse than others. Um, I think people are definitely fed up. I mean, we've got, you know, the mayor, the DA. Like, everybody seems to be aware of it, and they're trying. Um, it's definitely not as bad as it was during COVID. Okay. Um, in my opinion. I mean, I, 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 I feel like things are a little bit better. I have a colleague of mine who manages a lot of commercial real estate okay and they had a lot of issues with that but now all of his like you know kind of cool boutique high-end retail in the hip neighborhood it's all released again so Great. you know to me that's that's a good sign um, i think the sweet spot is single family homes between like one five and you know two Two, two, five, or something like that. Okay. Um, people are still, you know, looking for something well priced like that. Um, but I think if you're a buyer, you know, the condo market, like I said, it's it's pretty slow, and prices are very negotiable at this point. So, and we all know what's going to happen in <sighs> five, six, seven years. <laughs> so, yep. you know, that I, I think it's still a good time to buy. If even if you can lock in four point seven five. Why not do that? And then, you know, at a lower price, and then who knows what's going to happen. You know, the prices are going to go up eventually. They always do. And then, you know, maybe you can lock in a lower rate. Whatever. Maybe you get a seven-year arm. I don't know. I mean, it's still, to me, it seems like we're so used to it being a frenzy and no inventory that now buyers, like, we've really shifted into a buyer's market in, in a lot of places. Yep. Why not take it advantage of that? No, I agree with you, and I think I would like to see the buyers uh, be able to not only do some negotiation, but to have their agents actually go to work rather than just laying down and saying, okay, we have to you know, give up contingencies. We have to close early. We have to do all yeah. cash. I mean, let's get back to a market whereby you actually can negotiate for your buyers and then really go to work, and I like that. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the struggle – on the other side of that is sellers. I have a few, you know, one or two this past year where I've tried to sell a, you know, kind of high-end condo that they purchased within the last five years. Yep. And that's kind of the market that's not great for sellers right uh, now. Listen, they're I'm not, up, they're not really I'm up, money. I'm up against it here. Yeah, and I, agree, I appreciate that information. But I want to have people to get a hold of you, especially up in that area, Bay Area, San Francisco. Could you shout out a way by which they could do that? Yeah, email or uh, phone number or sure, something. Sure, yeah. I mean, Great. like, the best way to get in touch with me is call or text me at my number, which is 415-823-0824. Excellent. Julie, thank you very much. Julie Peisner from Sotheby's. Thanks a lot. Appreciate you coming on the show once again. Thanks. Thank you, Julie. Bye. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. Be right back. You're listening to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton. We'll be right back with more in just a moment. For more information on today's topic, email Jeff Barton at info at malibufunding.net. Now, back to The Mortgage Voice with your host, Jeff Barton. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. Thanks very much for tuning in to the show each and every week. We come to you from a number of different areas uh, on your dial or in the uh, ether. Um, if you want to hear us, 
We have celestial radio stations. We're on five stations in three different states from Albuquerque to Las Vegas to uh, Southern California and all the way up to Lake Tahoe. If you want to hear us on YouTube or see us on YouTube, go to Jeff Barton, The Mortgage Voice on YouTube. We have a website, themortgagevoice.com. If you want to see and hear all the guests that come on to the show and contact them directly, or we're on a number of different podcasts. Daryl, you got that list for us? I sure do, Jeff. There's a pile of them. <laughs> Apple <laughs> Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, iHeartMedia, Radio.com, YouTube, and PodClips.io. Excellent. Thank you very much. And again, this is Jeff Barton. This is The Mortgage Voice. Thanks for listening. Okay, we bring to the show every week ton of guests, three, three guests an hour, and that's pretty good. If you listen to any terrestrial radio station or any podcast, it's usually one, maybe two. Nope, we bring you three, and we try to get them out there with the information that they have because they know way more than I do. Uh, joining us from Change Wholesale is uh, Cyril De Palma, who I've known for a number of years, really good at what he does, and he joins us now. Cyril, how are you? Doing good, Jeff. How you doing? I'm great. Thank you. Okay, so there has been some changes, I guess, in the mortgage market. Not only rates gone up somewhat, but we've also seen some inflationary issues affect how buyers can put money down and what are they doing. What are you seeing in terms of products that may have changed uh, since this has happened or products that may be coming online from change? Oh, well, I mean, uh, Change Wholesale being a very diverse lender, we have a lot of array of product offerings there from from your FHA, VA, conventional financing uh, that typically most lenders will be out there offering in the streets. And then we also have a lot of our non-QM product offerings um, from our community program, our Alt-Doc, um, our foreign national program, and our DSCR, non-owner purchase type transactions. Um, what we've seen in the industry is there <clears throat> has been a little bit of a pullback uh, in the non-QM space where you may yep. see, see some uh, reductions in loan-to-values um, from that standpoint that investors um, have kind of pulled back and don't want to be as aggressive. But there's their offerings out there, and we're still doing a lot of those loans. Well, I think, you know, when you talk about non-QM lending, what happened is a couple of these non-QM lenders got caught with their shorts down, where they had a rate that they sold, but they couldn't end up selling to an investor because the market changed so rapidly. So I think protection being what it is, you, you see rates being a little bit higher than they would normally have been in a non-QM, more, I guess, secure kind of space. So you, you if you get a 5.5%, let's say 30-year, you might get a non-QM loan at 65 7 Is that what we're talking about? Something like that? Yeah, yeah. if you see something that's a conventional loan that's probably out there, that's, let's say, 5.5% interest rate, they're probably going to be looking in a non-QM space, depending on the type of product. But of course. Yeah, you could say somewhere somewhere between uh, five and a half, uh, I'm sorry, 65 and 7.5%, sure. Okay, excellent. But that doesn't really stop the um, uh, the demand on that kind of uh, loan because, as you said, you talked about, for instance, the foreign national loan. Give us an idea of, of, of what it takes for someone who is non-citizen to purchase a property uh, with change. Okay, so, uh, for instance, a foreign national loan is going to be someone who obviously doesn't live in the States and they want to do uh, they want to purchase here in the states right um, they're not going to have they're not going to have a fico score they're just going to have to have come in with uh 25% down okay and then that's going to be a property that's going to be uh debt servicing so it's, it does kind of fall in line with the uh, uh DSCR type product okay um, but it does give the ability for someone who lives outside of states to purchase a property here in the states now, since they don't have a FICO score, what is the foreign equivalent? I guess it would be country by country. Does the bank give a letter of uh, uh, credit qualifying? H how does that work? 
So it's basically going to be based upon um, assets from from the client, okay, and the appraise and the appraised value for the collateral. So they do need to open up a uh, uh, bank account, okay. Um, that way, the funds funds will be coming from the U.S. bank account. So they'll need to do that first uh, before they would enter into a transaction to have their uh, funds sourced and seasoned. Okay, so and do, are you doing a lot of those? Because uh, some of these foreign national programs that I've seen be around for years have kind of disappeared. Um, they are out there. I wouldn't say that we do a whole bunch of them, but it's, it is a product that's available for clients out there. Now, are you also doing bank statement loans, 12-month uh, mm -hmm. or 24-month? Uh, we do do 12-month uh, uh, bank statement loans. Uh, we do that to a loan-to-value of uh, 80%. Uh, we do go up to $4 million on the... Uh, on the uh, loan amount, but depending on LTV requirements, uh, but we are seeing quite of a bunch of self-employed borrowers who are in the need for a uh, bank statement type loan. Right, and and how much money down did you say on those bank statement loans? Do you usually mm -hmm. like? Uh, we require twenty percent. Okay, twenty percent down. So that's really getting rid of any mortgage insurance uh, for the borrower. Is that correct? That is, that is correct. Uh, there are some loans out there that do do some ninety percent LTVs. I see. Doing those as well. But as I said, you know, some of the uh, secondary markets have pulled back a bit, and we, we want to make sure that we are protecting our, ourselves out there. Absolutely. What is the business like? I mean, if you, you guys now, in my own particular business, I work for Malibu Funding, as you know, uh, we're probably down <coughs> anywhere from 50 to 60% from what we were doing last year. Are you seeing similar declines or not so much? Uh, we're not seeing some declines. I would say maybe around 30% decline from, I see. from our highs at five months ago. Yeah, no, that's interesting. The The reason I ask that is because as markets change and as people, you know, uh, there's been so many changes and a couple of comp companies that were in business aren't in business anymore. Declining uh, sales usually leads to layoffs, usually leads to some uh, uh, liquidity issues at certain companies. How is change set up for that? Are they uh, pretty stable ground? I would say well, we kind of saw it coming um, beforehand and we were actually uh, – uh, set up to do that uh, months ago. So we are set ourselves up for the long term. Okay, that's excellent. Obviously, stability to any borrower is e extremely important. They want to make sure that when they lock a loan that they actually get the loan. And, uh, you know, this isn't 2008. I think the market is actually pretty well prepared for this particular downturn if, in fact, we get into a recession. Do you think so, too? I, I would say so. I mean, um, it's still a good marketplace to be in. Um, even though rates are a little higher, you know, there's still right. uh, affordability for, for clients. Uh, the rates have actually trickled back down over the last couple of weeks um, to where you may see some uh, 4% rates on an FHA and uh -huh. uh, maybe, maybe uh, 475 on a conventional loan. So affordability is, is still there. Um, yeah, so we look forward to finishing out the year. Hey, so, um, tell me, what, why is a, a 5-1 arm priced higher than, let's say, a 30-year or even an FHA loan? Uh, so the uh, adjustable rate mortgages, uh, maybe you see that the uh, two-year treasury is starting to go in higher yep. versus the uh, versus the 10-year note. So it's kind of had some fluctuation there. Um, and you probably have seen the, uh, the, uh, uh, the yield curve there. So that's part of the problem. I see. So you're saying that the ARM product is more priced to the two-year than the 10-year? I'm saying the uh, yeah, the, you, you can see that the uh, two-year you know, has been pricing higher than what yes, the uh, yeah. ten-year note has uh, over the 
over the last few weeks. So you've had an uh, inverted yield curve. Yeah, no, I, I saw that, but I just didn't know how it affected the mortgage rates in terms of, you know, why one would rate was a, a way. Because normally we would see, because it's a shorter term loan, that the, the actual rate on a 5-1 arm or an arm product would be lower than the 30-year, but it hasn't been that way. As a matter of fact, it's almost a half-point difference. Uh, you'll see, you'll notice it between different types of products. You know, if it's a, a conventional loan or an FHA loan, uh, it may be a little higher versus some of the non-trium products out there in the space. Right. Uh, so the arms are still, are still priced lower than the 30-year. Okay. Do you so see? It really, depends on product, really depends on product type. Okay. Uh, any major problems that you see on the market in, in what change is doing? And what I mean by problems is, do you see that the, the, the credit, uh, I, uh, what am I trying to say? Is it harder to get a loan today than it was, you know, six months ago, just because the credit standards got tighter? I, I would say because of the, uh, a couple things. One, the interest rates going higher with the still high prices for um, purchases. Uh, have made it more difficult for someone to qualify okay. for a to bit, uh, traditional conventional or FHA loan out there right now, which is where the non-QM will, will help help those borrowers qualify for a little bit higher of the uh, purchase price. Oh, that's an interesting uh, that's an interesting thought, and I, re- I appreciate that. That's good information. Listen, we're up against it. Could you ask or tell people how they can get in touch with you if they wanted to talk to you a little bit about loan? Certainly. Uh, change Wholesale. Sierra uh, De Palma, phone number 949-351-8599, and email is Ciro, uh, C-I-R-O, dot De Palma, D-I-P-A-L-M-A, at changewholesale.com. Ciro, thanks very much. Always a pleasure. Great information. Um, have you back soon. Thank you. You got it, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you. That's Ciro De Palma from Change Wholesale. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. Be right back. You're listening to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton. We'll be right back with more in just a moment. For more information on today's topic, email Jeff Barton at info at malibufunding.net. Now, back to The Mortgage Voice with your host, Jeff Barton. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. If you want to see the website, mortgagevoice.com, go to themortgagevoice.com, and you can hear and see not only this show, but a lot of other shows that we post on that particular site on a weekly basis. Plus, you can see and hear uh, from the actual guests on the show. If you want to see, hear somebody or contact somebody who's been on the show, go to themortgagevoice.com. You'll see their profile and everything else on there about them and the show. You can contact them directly. You can always contact me. Uh, My Twitter handle is at Jeff6493, and I've just started to tweet again. You know, the one thing about Twitter and a lot of this social media stuff, it takes such an effort uh, I think a lot of major corporations and people who really are somebody you'd want to follow, aside from me, of course, uh, have other people do that for them. They they may sit down and get a weekly sort of uh, look at what they're going to be posting online and how they're to communicate to you, general public out there. But to do it every day and to do it uh, consistently, it takes quite, quite an effort. And we're in a downturn in the mortgage market, and you'll see many, many new uh, ways that people are advertising to you. The last two or three years has been really easy in the mortgage market. Let's just lay it out like that. Uh, it was a, a refi market. Rates were in the twos. 
Most people who wanted to get a refi could. It wasn't that big a deal. But now that we've seen rates, rates rise two to two and a half points, uh, the refi market is really over about down about 70%. So customers, uh, people who are looking for a loan are going to be advertised to. Even people who aren't looking for a loan. If you, let's say, pull credit because you're buying a car or if you have a, open a credit card, you're going to get a lot of uh, mortgage people calling you or emailing you or texting you to try to get you to use them, even though you're not thinking about doing a mortgage. Why? Because those particular leads, they're called trigger leads, and they are sold. Fannie, not Fannie Mae, but um, uh, credit reporting agencies, TransUnion, Equifax, and Asperian all sell those leads, and they sell them to a lot of different companies. Uh, LendingTree.com used to buy tons of these trigger leads. As a matter of fact, many, many smaller companies, because they're losing market share and they're losing loans. Uh, basically, if you're going from 100 loans a month, you're probably now about 30 loans a month, down about 60 to 70%. And that's typical across all markets. That's why we've seen companies like United Wholesale and Rocket Mortgage, the two biggest lenders, mortgage lenders in the country, laying off workers. You've even seen Wells Fargo and a number of different public companies, companies that went public who used to be mortgage companies are now public mortgage companies also lay off a lot of people. It's just because the nature of the business is when we go through these downturns, people are laid off. So if you're home or if you're sitting, you know, wherever you are doing your business and you get a text, an email, a fax, uh, a Facebook post, anything looking to you to use them, just know that's why. Uh, and it, as we move towards, I guess, uh, more uh, information about what's happening with this particular economy, where we are in this economy. Are we in a recession? Are we not in a recession? Um, uh, am I going to get laid off? Is the economy going to be okay? Is the Fed raising rates going to kill off my job opportunities to move to a different job? All of these things will work themselves out as they do in every market, in every economic situation, certainly in a recessionary climate, which is kind of what we're in because people are freaked. They're freaked about the uh, rising inflation. They're freaked about the possibility that they may lose their job. However, all of that hasn't happened yet. The only thing that has happened is the Fed is raising rates. Uh, the Fed is raising rates, and we're looking to quell inflation so that we don't have 9%, 10% inflation on all items uh, uh, year over year. Uh, we could probably handle 3 to 4 to 5%, which is kind of where we're heading by the end of the year, according to a lot of different people. However, will there be money left over in order to keep the economy going and to keep you all employed? That's really what's happening. And so, as a result, uh, getting a mortgage right now may seem a little bit more difficult. Why? Because what's happening in the supply of money to mortgage lenders, people after the Great Recession, and that was in 2008, when they you know, had uh, most of the major banks not implode, but certainly um, do a reverse course on anything mortgage-related. We had Lehman Brothers. We had a bunch of banks that did foreclose. Over 350 banks were foreclosed, not foreclosed, but closed their doors as a result. This cycle around what we're seeing is the, the tightening in the mortgage standards to make sure that the mortgage market remains solvent and uh, viable. Now, because in 2008, 2009, and when recovery started happening in 2010, most people figured that, that lending standards loosened up and continue to loosen up until we just had 
um, the mortgage interest rates rise about six, seven months ago. Well, that is incorrect. Actually, the liquidity in the mortgage market never really recovered from the 2008. I've seen stats and statistics and graphs that show that the available amount of money for mortgages is no more today than it was in 2009, which came one year after the mortgage uh, recession. Uh, caused by mortgages, of course. And that's interesting because obviously we've seen many, many millions of people do the refi, and that's simply because the available cash was turned over so quickly because the mortgages were purchased after the refi. Mortgage rates went down, payments went down, but equity went up and people kept working. So that made those loans actually much better off. If you're going to lower the interest rate on somebody's loan and they keep paying it off because because obviously their payments went down, that means that the loan is even safer um, in terms of an investment in terms of a Fannie or Freddie purchase. Uh, we've also seen credit scores during that entire time period from 2010 really till today be on average over 700 for most borrowers. That too is a tremendous advantage. I mean, we're not China. As, as anybody who's followed China and the mortgage meltdown there, uh, what happens in China? If you buy a house from one of these you know, defaulting big builders, I don't know, there's a hundred of them or so, and about 25 to 30 percent of them, maybe even 40 to 50 percent of them, are already defaulting on the bonds they use in order to continue to build. But what they would do is they would take an order, not like here if you're going with a, one of the big builders, but there if you take an order to have them build, if you you know, get an order to have them build your house, you got to start paying on your mortgage before the thing's even been built. Well, what's happening now, because we've had so many of these units default, and none of these builders are able to finish the, the uh, uh, units that they've been starting, they've constructed, the mortgage holder, the people who bought the mortgages or paying on mortgages on units that aren't even being built, they've they've gone into a mortgage meltdown. They just said, we're not paying on these things. So the entire sector is really in trouble. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. Like I, like that's going to happen ever. No, it's not. Because I said, the loans are great here. The loans are really in good position and there's a lot of equity in the house. If we see some kind of uh, reduction or correction in the real estate market, it's 10, 15%. Well, we've seen 20% um, I increase in the equity in your home from last year at this time. Now, one of the interesting statistics uh, in order to see where we are today, we actually saw only a 17% increase in prices from a year ago. Now, that may seem like a tremendous amount of equity uh, being pumped into your home because of the year over year, but actually it's down 3.5% from last month. Now, they look at that and they say, okay, this is a trend that may continue. Now, in everybody remembers who's been around, who's old enough, who owned a home back in 08, we saw uh, uh, the prices in real estate fall off a cliff in about two or three months. I mean, just whoosh, right off a cliff. So it went from I have equity in my home to now my home is underwater by 50%. Now, that happened to a lot of people. About 10 million borrowers had that happen to them. That will not happen this time because we've had such a, a, a great rise in equity. If we see a 15, even 20 percent uh, correction in some markets, we still have enough equity in the home from the rise that we've seen over the last two years, the last three years, really the last five years, if you want to look at it, uh, that we should just see a correction. We're not going to see an implosion. And so that's why people say, okay, the housing in this country is pretty strong. Not like China. It's not like a lot of other countries. I just saw an inflationary number for Argentina, 50%. <laughs> Imagine that. You go out for a loaf of bread today, you pay a buck. Next year, it's a buck and a half. Now, we all know bread isn't a buck, but 
Just imagine every time you went to the store, you had to pay another 5%, 10% on the item you bought you know, last week. Incredible. Anyway, I'm Jeff Bartner. Really appreciate you coming in, hearing the show. Um, we've got some great guests all the time on the show. Really appreciate again uh, you coming on the show. Once again, all these terrific people helping you decide what's best for the mortgage market in your family, in your home, the decisions you're going to make in order to purchase real estate. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. We'll see you next time. You're listening to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton. For more on today's topic, visit www.malibufunding.net.